Hello and welcome to the Magical Midlife Podcast, where you get a refreshing, uplifting and optimistic perspective on life in your 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Lindsay DeSwart, and I'm delighted that you've joined us here today. So let's jump right in. Hello, it's Lindsay here. How are you today? Welcome to the show. Today uh, is a flying solo show, and the reason being is I am transitioning into the summer season. So this, I think, is my 49th or my 50th episode, and I've got one more episode that I want to share with you the week after this. Um, It's a financial one, so we have to make sure that it fits all of the rules of compliance. Um, And then after that, I am going to be doing something rather different, which is going to be the summer season. And the summer season of podcasts is actually going to be re-airing the most popular and the most listened to episodes that we've done in the last year, because we're actually just about to celebrate the first um, anniversary, the first birthday of the Magical Midlife podcast. So first of all, massive thank you if you've been part of me or part of this whole thing with me since the start. I'm super grateful. And then over the summer, I am going to, as I say, replay some episodes because I've been getting just beautiful and fabulous feedback of people saying how much they've enjoyed listening to the stories. Now, if you remember, the original intention of this podcast was to be in like a circle, a circle of women, a healing circle, where we all share each other's wisdom and all share from each other's experiences. And we take from each interview exactly what we need and what we can be useful or what we find useful. So that is why I'm going to be doing the summer series. Now that's one of the reasons I'm doing the summer series. The other reason I'm doing the summer series is I too have had a bit of a midlife reawakening, shall we say. And after 15 years of living in Canada, I have decided that I want to move back to England and I'm, I've asked my husband for a separation and I'm going to be going back to England with my daughter. So as you can imagine, uh, that's going to take some time and some focus. And so the summer season will allow the magical midlife to keep going and to benefit from all of the beautiful interviews that have happened so far until I've got my feet back on the ground and we are ready to go in September. So if you would like to join me on this journey, I would be super, super grateful. And obviously, I'd love it if you would share your favorite episodes too, and even maybe message me about which episodes you think should be going into the top ones. Because of course, I can look at the numbers and see which are the most popular, but I'd really love to go with um, the ones that you love the most too. The other thing that I'm going to be doing over the summer is to really plug into this midlife journey because it's a such a funny time and the more people I interview and the more people I speak to about this and research I do and books I read, I'm realising what a funny time this midlife time is because it's very easy to look back on the past kind of with rose-tinted glasses and say, oh, you know, it was so easy, it was so fun when the kids were young and we know we went on nice holidays or we did nice things. And now, um, and of course, we know it wasn't always rosy. There were some really tough times for all of us. Um, And they varied, our experiences varied, but there will be times that you probably felt really alone and having a young family was difficult to do. 
Anyway, we've made it this far, so I congratulate you hugely for doing that. And now we're in this funny time when there are environmental changes, there are emotional changes, hormonal changes, body changes. And because of the complete lack of research that's ever been done uh, that's accurate on menopause, probably, as most of our episodes have talked about, it kind of came as a surprise to so many of us. We just didn't realize what was going on with our bodies, what was going on with our hormones. And so the only thing, and I don't know if, you know, it's the same for you, the only thing that I really heard about was, you know, well, you just take HRT. And then a few years ago, of course, HRT got a really bad rap. So it's a confusing time because we're being told that it's only menopause and perhaps you know that your estrogen has dropped, but we don't actually know a huge amount about it apart from that. And more to the point, we don't know a huge amount about how to handle it. So we end up just dealing with the after effects and trying to live with the symptoms, which can be so uncomfortable. So what I want to really dig into um, in the work that I'm going to be doing, and I'm going to be doing a lot of work within the Magical Midlife Facebook group. So if you're not in that group already, please come over to the Magical Midlife Facebook group, because I will be doing lives in there. I will be doing teaching in there. There will be a chance for you to gain more learning and more courses. That's where I will release them all because the Magical Midlife has been a lovely group for supporting each other. And so I want to really grow that group so we can help more in a bigger circle of women, shall we say. So as I said, at the moment, we've got that kind of rose-tinted glasses view of what was. Then we've got these funny, uncomfortable position of what is currently what we're going through. And then there is this vast, open expanse of what comes next. And because as society has pretty much said, you know, there's menopause and then you die, um, or menopause and health issues, then you die. It's not a very compelling picture that's been painted for us. So my question really to you is what do you choose to see in your future? How do you choose to view it and to look at it? And what action steps are you going to take so you can really create a more enjoyable second half of your life? Because for so many people, it just happens. It just happens to us. And I always remember being so, what's the word, I guess, empty or disappointed, thinking, well, so what happens after sort of your mid-50s? Does that mean you just look forward to being a grandparent? And that was never on my agenda. That wasn't something that I ever even saw for myself. The funny thing is now with my kids, none of them want to have kids. So chances are I'm not going to be a grandparent. Who knows? My kids are 13, 18 and 20. So we all know a lot of changes between now and their future. However, I had never planned to, you know, aim to be a grandmother. That wasn't anything that I really looked forward to. I have got so many exciting things I want to do. And I'm seeing around me how many people are kind of shedding their old skin and then moving on to new, exciting adventures. And so I want this magical midlife space to be somewhere that we can share that inspiration and share those adventures and help each other through what can be a really 
difficult and quite frightening time because the rules have never been laid out for us sort of past 50. And I've talked about this before that, you know, you've, you go through school and then college and then work and then you have a family and then maybe back to work. But that back to work never quite looks the same, does it? After you've got a family, you don't really want to work all the hours that have been sent. It's more a question of, well, how do I balance this with my family? And so obviously you have balanced it because you're at this age now listening to the magical midlife. But it's really a question now of what do you choose to be in your life? What's important to you? What would bring you so much joy and just allow you to remember who you were before you fitted into all of the expectations of society? Because there is a wild woman in there somewhere. I know there is. And I really want to help you and encourage you to find that and to reconnect with that part of yourself. And there are some really simple ways to do it. And then, of course, you can dive much, much deeper. So I've kind of honed this down to three different levels. Okay, look at my notes quickly. So there is the first level. And the first level, there are some very, very simple solutions to help you manage uh, the symptoms, living with the symptoms of menopause. And those three steps I will share more about in the magical midlife in the group uh, as we go through. So I don't want to give it all away just now. But there is a a first level. And the funny thing is, when you um, do any research or read any research about the symptoms of midlife, there are things like anxiety and depression. And our body goes through exactly the same neuro messages as it would as if you were experiencing anxiety or depression in any other time of life. So one of the things I think is really important to manage within the midlife years and through the menopausal years is to manage this as if you were managing um, and combating the effects of depression or anxiety and also the effects of extreme stress because that's really what our body is undergoing. You can see it as this big clearing out. Um, I've talked about it being like a second puberty because I really do believe it is. I believe that we are having a complete reawakening where we shed an old skin and we are rebirthed into a new time of life. It's no longer the child rearing years. It is the time when we can step back into our wisdom, really plug into who we are and start to enjoy life again. Although we have to do it differently. Our energy levels are different What our body needs to maintain energy is different. What we need for health is different. And again, through that menopausal time, if we try and do it all the same that we've been doing, then it's not going to play out very well, as you probably experience. You know, you may be more tired. You may be feeling more depleted. You may be having more aches and pains. And so, of course, there are things that you can do that your body really needs, And again, I'll be talking about more of that in the magical midlife too. So some of the basic steps that you can take are keeping a healthy mindset, um, healthy emotions and healthy body just by doing some really basic steps. So gratitude journals, that's something that I would always talk about 
um, through all of my years of teaching. When you focus on gratitude, they're basically, if your body is flooded with the energy of gratitude, there is no room for fear, and which obviously fear is so often the base of anxiety, but fear of depression, of sadness, because you are flooding your body with endorphins and like the good hormones, good chemicals that you get when you settle into focusing on gratitude. Now, you can do it a number of ways. You can say, right, you know, three things I'm grateful for today, which you can do before your feet even hit the floor when you get out of bed. Or you can actually write it in a journal. Or there is something called the five-minute journal, which uh, I know actually my daughter's found really beneficial. And the five-minute journal allows you to write down some gratitudes for the day, uh, allows you to focus on something that would be good if it happened that day, a motivational quote for the day. So you can either do that, which is a pre-printed version you can get in the stores or on Amazon, or you can actually just create your own. And by focusing on that gratitude, you can focus, if you, if you want to, you can play with this. You can focus on something which was from the past, something you're really grateful for about the past. You can focus on something that you're grateful for right now. So it could be the sun shining. You know, it could be getting out of bed earlier than your alarm. It could be having the energy to go for a walk this morning. Any of those things. And then you could also focus on something to be grateful for about the future. So there, as I say, there are so many ways that you can play around with gratitude, but having a daily habit of gratitude will seriously shift your mindset. So that's the first one. The second one is uh, the time planning that I teach in all of my courses. So I have a day planner and in my day planner, I have a line right down the middle of the page. And on one side of the page, it is all about my to-do list, effectively, you know, what do I need to do for the day? But then on the other side of the line of the paper, it is what am I doing today or what do I need to do today for me? So for example, that could be a gratitude journal. Uh, very often I'll have yoga or walking or ride my horse, one of those things. And when you go for a few days and you don't have anything in that right-hand column, for me it's a right-hand column, in that right-hand column, which is all about self-nurturing and self-love and filling up, filling up your bucket, I guess, if you don't have anything in that, you will start to feel very off balance. So now more than ever going into those midlife years, I really encourage you to find that balance and to make sure that you are doing something that fills your cup every single day, because it will make a difference to your energy level. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing, and as I say, this is level one, this is like the most basic level, okay? The third thing in there is to develop some sort of mindful practice. So that could be yoga, walking, meditation, prayer, something that allows you to tune into the quiet and to tune into just you and your space and your thoughts. For the first thing that I mentioned about the gratitudes, you can do those first thing in the morning or last thing at night. The second one, the time planner, of course that you can either do the night before or you can do it in the morning if that's when you do your to-do list normally. And the third thing, the develop the mindful practice I would highly, highly recommend that you do some sort of mindful practice before 
the rest of the day hijacks you. So first thing in the morning, even if you set your alarm for like 10 minutes earlier in the morning and you get up and you just have some time to yourself to listen to your thoughts, no phone, no news, no internet, no computer, just you and your thoughts. It could be journaling that allows you to be with you. Because that really is the essence of mindfulness. And those three things alone will calm your nervous system and allow you to find some balance. And when you're coming from that place, it helps all of your menopausal symptoms. And I'm not saying that, you know, you're never going to have another night sweat or you won't have a final bleed or whatever it might be. I'm not promising that this is a miracle cure. But what I am saying is that is the first level of tuning into feeling better every single day. And when you can do those, then I can introduce you, obviously, to level two and level three, which get more advanced, more sophisticated, um, require more commitment. But those first three things, so the gratitude journal, the time planner, which includes something for you, and the developing even 10 minutes of mindfulness in whatever form that looks like, are the most basic steps for feeling better every day. So on that note, I hope that's helpful. I hope it gives you something to think about. Anybody can do those three steps. In total, they'll probably take less than 20 minutes. And I don't know if you're where you're living, but living in Canada, my kettle takes about 20 minutes to boil because it's so slow. So I could do that in those 20 minutes. And I'm fairly sure that you can too. And I really hope that you do. Now, as I say, if you're not already in the Magical Midlife group, please come over to Facebook and join in that group. And I would love to see you there, love to see what you think of this. And if you're actually doing those three steps, and if you're doing those three steps, just, you know, let me know. Let's be accountable to each other because it will make a difference. And you just do it one day at a time. And each day that you do it, it's a win. And each day that you miss it, that happens too. But just see if you can introduce that daily practice. And before you know it, you will be feeling better about things in general. And it will feel so easy that you can't even believe that you never were doing it. And it might be that you've already done these things before and you just don't keep them up. Because I've done that too. I've drifted in and out of them over the years, of course. And yet when I do them consistently, I really see the difference. Okay, so come to the Magical Midlife. Please tell me what you thought of this episode. And also if there's any other episodes that you think are an absolute must for me to re-air over the summer. You are going to be seeing some of my journey as I'm packing up our home of 15 years and then moving over to England. Thankfully, it's all being managed in a very peaceful, calm way. And after the fact, I will tell you the full story. Um, Not that there is much story, actually. It's just a decision that I know I needed to make for the rest of my life. You know, I'm 51 and I found the courage to speak up for myself. And I hope that that will inspire you 
to speak up for yourself, whether that's in work, home, relationship, whatever. And as I say, I will be sharing some of that journey with you because I think it's a hugely important one. And certainly I know people that I currently work with and in my network are all pleasantly surprised, actually, by how this has all been handled so far um, and what our intentions are as we move forward. So thank you for sharing this with me. I'm hugely grateful and I don't take it lightly that you are spending your time to listen to this. And I very much hope that I will see you in the group and get to know you better over time um, as this journey progresses. Okay. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening again. And I look forward to speaking to you very soon.